When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Uh, uh, I, don't even have the, I don't even have the energy to get like my get Hulk, the energy to get my Hulk smash uh, voice up right now. Get the energy. Bring your own energy, Jacob. B Y Y U. Wait. B Y O E. God, I'm so angry. I can't even spell. Oh, man. We're talking Steelers lost to Texans, obviously, and the angst that we share with Steelers Nation. It really goes beyond, I think, just you lost to the Texans 30-6. to It's that we're in freaking Groundhog's Day. It's the mm-hmm. same thing over and over The difference over. between this and last year, like I said at the end of our last episode. Bro, go back that, to Ben's last year, too, and it's the same crap that we've been dealing with. But at with. least somehow you beat those teams. At the, at the tier that you're at, where like anywhere from 15 to 25, those teams that rank in that position, at uh, least you beat those teams. Oh, they'll rally to nine and eight this year. They'll be a nine and eight football team. Some, they'll yeah, rip off some wins, for sure. but it it's Groundhog Day, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. this was the year where you finally put 10 wins under your belt, put 11 wins under your belt, and started making that momentum towards being in the next season having 12 wins. Tom. And then you know what I mean? Like you were supposed to start building towards. Being those Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, you could win 12 games a season. Teams. Tom, there was a point during the preseason after watching those games unfold and seeing the offense flow and seeing the defense dominate from top to bottom. There was a point where we said, okay, the Steelers can get a good position in the wildcard round, get an easy draw in the first round, maybe play a team tough, like maybe draw Jacksonville or Cincinnati in the second round a team that you could beat, and then go on the road and beat them. And maybe then all of a sudden you're in the position in to the AFC play in the AFC Championship happens, game. Right? Anything goes there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mike How Flor- far-fetched does that sound Mike right Florio now? Mike picked them to go to the AFC Championship game. Right. In his preseason predictions, he had them losing to the Chiefs in the final game for the AFC Conference. I mean— it wasn't just us. It wasn't just local. No, no. We, it, shopping I mean, local wasn't the only people that bought you into the Mike hype. Greenberg, love him or hate him, said, anytime I get I excited over the preseason, just overly excited about the preseason, just give me two words, Kenny Pickett. Oh, that stings. Let's keep it right there. Let's talk about Mr. Pickett. Because Canada's the great Satan, obviously. He's the reason why it's all going wrong, right? I mean, he's throwing the interceptions. He's missing the wide-open receivers. Mm-hmm. He's... But he's it's not, not to say he's without blame. Oh, we're getting to him yeah. in a little bit, too. And I honestly don't think he should still have a job. little mm-hmm. spoiler alert for what my take's going to be. But it ain't all on him. And the quarterback is not doing him any favors whatsoever with his play on the field. Yeah. I mean, all reports say that Kenny and Canada have a good relationship and Kenny likes playing for him. 
Um, but he's not helping out his buddy. And then. this is all a week later after that bogus report about, oh, well, now, oh, now he's going to start working with yeah, Kenny right. more. And yeah. Kenny are going to be working more directly together. Yeah, I mean, I am starting to see that that report was maybe just to add some fuel to the fire of how ridiculous the whole thing is to say that he got promoted and then to have him like look how he did, like, <laughs> that's just setting them up to look bad. Yeah. And that's really what I think that report ended up being. It was a total bogus report debunked by pretty much everybody in the Steelers beat community and in the Steelers uh, locker room uh, themselves, just completely putting water to the flames of that one. But, you know, Kenny's not helping his OC out at all. And he just looked real bad again against the Texans before the injury. Um, we'll get to the play that he got injured on. A lot of people are blaming Canada because of the play call. Terrible play call. But what the, the, the thing at the top of the list that I think is the most concerning for me about Kenny right now, you saw it on that play. Yeah. He bails out of clean, clean pockets. Clean pocket. There's a little bit of chaos on that play where a I'm, linebacker comes across the face, but Cole takes care of him and pushes mm-hmm. him away. You just need to step to your right a little or I'm trying to pull to your left a little bit, Kenny. Step up into the left, and you have yourself a clean pocket. Instead, he does the college thing. He does the ACC he football thing. He spins out. out, and he runs like Baker Mayfield. It's not even that he kind of steps up and moves his body forward. He spins, spins out, which any anyone who's watched the game of football can tell you, you leave yourself vulnerable every time you spin. Yeah, you don't know, it. you you immediately, even if you have a plan, you immediately temporarily disorient yourself when you spin. The only people that I ever want to see spinning and thinking that they can make Are Najee Harris? No, no, no. A quarterbacks oh. would be like Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Okay, or people okay. with the speed to be able to spin yeah, right, and get right, to right, the right. outside. When they're not doing it in a clean pocket. they're do- You remember the play Lamar's uh, MVP season? He had already run... 15 yards down the field. He did the spin move in Cincinnati yes. to then accelerate another 40 yards. He wasn't in the pocket escaping. He was mid-stride on his way to the end zone. I'm with you. Those are the only people you want to see. And look at like Mahomes when he rolls out of the pocket to start scrambling. Where are the shoulders? Where's the chest? Right? It's always downfield. He's always looking downfield. He always has his body squared. Um even C.J. Stroud had a play in the game against the Steelers on Sunday where he was rolling out to his right, kept his body square downfield, and hit a receiver on the move for a big first down. Um, when you turn your back to the defense, when you spin like that in the pocket, agreed with you. Not only is it just the wrong way to play quarterback, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're not keeping your shoulder square down the field. Then all of a sudden you have to do an extra step of let me re-square myself. Let me make sure. And then before you know it, you're sacked. Or before you know it, you have to scramble for two or three yards because there's just no other option. Um, the bailing out of the clean pockets is the thing that is bothering me more than anything. Like I said, more than the accuracy. He needs to be able to have a calm presence in that pocket the NFL is just not a league for you if you're going to spin out, if you're going to bail out early when the protection is there. Um, and the fact that you haven't seen that from Kenny really at all this year, that's the that's the major concern right now, is his pocket presence and his ability to maneuver the pocket has just abandoned him, it appears. <clears throat> oh, completely. It's... It doesn't make sense because you thought that after last season... He had the presence in the pocket. He had the awareness. He had, he seemed like, again, this is progress that 
unlike this year, we saw it throughout the course of the last, what, nine weeks to end the season last year. We saw the progress happen. Mm-hmm. You thought it was going to carry over, and it looked like it did in the preseason. And then you go up against San Francisco, you lay a dud, whatever. San Fran, arguably the best team in the NFL right now, arguably the Super Bowl favorite right now. But then you lay, what, you put up one offensive touchdown on the Browns on Monday Night Football? You put up two touchdowns for the first time in your career against the Raiders, and then you put up six points total against the Texans. Not even scoring a touchdown is just inexcusable in today's NFL. I mean, it just it's so rare to have that happen to you, and especially to have that happen to you against an opponent of a quality like the Texans. Um, now Pickett's injured, though, and the good news is it looks like it's not Season ending or season threatening. It doesn't even. People are saying Jerry Dulac said it could be. It's not even determined if he is going to miss the Baltimore week. And that's where I want to go. I think he should sit out for the Baltimore yeah, week. Yeah. Even, even if he could play, even if he's healthy, I honestly think he just needs a reset. I just think he yeah. needs kind of like how when a baseball player, a good baseball player, is in a slump for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks and they get a day off or a couple of days off just to sit and watch. Just relax and reset your brain. Just, just. You know, if he goes out there and plays hurt and it goes real bad, he might never come back from that. I mean, I think his confidence is at a very fragile state right now based on how things have gone to start his second year in the NFL. If he has to play injured and it looks terrible against a team like the Ravens, that could be something that's irreparable for the Steelers and their potential franchise guy moving forward. Uh, Even if he is cleared to play by doctors I have him sit out this game against the Ravens I have Mitch start at quarterback you're comfortable with your backup quarterback situation where you can afford to make a decision like this based on how Kenny's playing the drop off from Kenny to Mitch ain't going to be that much if there's any drop off whatsoever Um, I'm not saying that this is now the time for Mitch to come in and if he beats the Ravens it's his job for the rest of the year but I just think you should give Kenny that extra week in addition to the bye week to kind of make sure everything's healed properly and to just, you know, hit that reset button on the season, come back after the bye week like you did last year after the bye week and and hit the ground running and and start to play the way that we were hoping that you would play in the flashes that you showed us during the preseason and the flashes you showed us in the Raiders game. Do you think it happens, though? Do you think he comes back? To like, play? No, I'm not saying, do you think he comes back to, against Baltimore? Do you think he takes the week off against Baltimore? Do you think he uses the bye week? To I, think he's, I don't think he's going to play this week. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's not playing this week, right? He has two weeks off. Can he use that effectively to come back after the bye week and shrug off the first four weeks of the season? I'll say yes, because he did it last year, and because I think the team... They're gonna go back to the well of what it worked last year after the bye week. If they're especially if they're two and three and they need to kind of scratch their way back into things, it's gonna be a run first offense and it's gonna be a very conservative offense. I mean, it doesn't ask Kenny to do very much. I'm gonna do this thing that we always do, looking ahead to the rest of the schedule. There's not a single team on here where I think the Steelers can run away with a win anymore because they have kind of shown their weaknesses and how significant those weaknesses are. You go on the road against the Rams. The Rams just beat the Colts at home. Uh, you play the Jags. Jags who win their division. You play the Titans, 
Sure, the Titans don't seem like a good opponent, but, but they're two and two right but now. But are you any better? No. You play the Packers. And you know what? I'll just say this about the Titans. They know who they are, at least. They right. know what their identity is right. on offense. Right. You play the Packers. Jordan Love seems to have something going. Didn't have a lot going against Detroit, but overall has had a decent season. You play in Cleveland. You're probably going to lose that game. Yeah. Play in Cincinnati. I have no idea what to make of that game. You play home against the Cardinals. That might be the one game, the one game you say, yeah, they should win. But the Cardinals just beat the Cowboys two weeks ago. So can you really chuck that out to be a, oh, well, you you should run away with that game. No, I mean, do you think you're better than the Cowboys? No. No. So if they beat the Cowboys, they can beat you. You play the Patriots, another team right on your level. You play the Colts, another team right on your level. The Bengals on the road against Seattle. Good luck. On the road against Baltimore, again, good luck. Things could change, of course. Don't get me wrong. And you'll I'm pull not upset. saying you'll pull an upset there. You ha- you will. It's the NFL. You're a <laughs> I'm coach. not saying you're going to finish the season two and fifteen, but losing season potentially on the horizon. I mean, a lot of people were hammering the nine wins to or the over eight and a half win total on yeah. the year. Those people are, you know. Not sweating yet, but it's getting not hot. feeling good. It's getting hot, and a lot of those same people after the preseason was over, before the season started, were saying, "I might bump that up to nine, nine and a half. half, maybe ten and a half if I'm feeling saucy." Yeah, <clears> it's um, hasn't come to fruition yet, like you'd hope. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get twenty five dollar tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy five percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than five thousand summer shows for just twenty five dollars. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com/concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now it brings us to Mr. Matt Canada and what to do with him. And if they're going to make a change, it's going to be not this week, but the week after before the bye week. But I don't know if they're going to make a change. I, don't know if they I mean, will it's not the same as you know when Dante Moncrief was here a couple of years. Yeah, ago. it's different with players. You can always just and, cut him out. And he cost you a couple of games because of a couple drops. It's not the same as as dropping a player. It's it's way more impactful. It's something the Steelers have never done. Never. It's do something it. that everyone has pointed out. The only time a team has had success when they dropped a coordinator in the middle of the season was Baltimore, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that was one time. Because you that's, do it this year doesn't mean it's going to happen to that's you. That's the outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Not right. the norm. And when it comes to you know. Moving on from Canada, that had to be done in the offseason this past year. When they decided to bring him back, I think he kind of decided that he's here for the long haul, and then his contract's up at the end of the year, and they'll do the Steelers thing where they decide that they both mutually split ways or have agreed to to go their separate ways, even though the reality is the Steelers just don't want to sign him back. Steelers are just way better off without him. They just don't want him back, yeah. But he's here this year. I think he's going to be here for the majority of the season. And Adam Schefter brought up a good point on McAfee yesterday. Um, you know, what can you really expect to change along the lines of what you were just saying by making an offensive coordinator switch when you're already four games, 23% of the way through your season? I mean, it takes months to install new offenses, to install new schemes, and each offensive coordinator from the outside brings in their own scheme, brings in their own system. And if you go outside to hire somebody, first of all, there's no one there right now pretty much. There's everybody who's a pretty good candidate, Unless you want to do a retread, and I don't, 
they're already on a staff somewhere. They're already a quarterbacks coach somewhere. They're already a running game, passing game coordinator somewhere. You have to wait until the offseason to interview those guys and bring them in. And when it comes to, you know, having a guy come in mid-season overall, he's going to have to just make things very simple until he can get into a full offseason to really implement his stuff. The obvious move would be if you do move on from Canada, you promote Mike Sullivan to offensive coordinator. My fear there would be that the Steelers turn it on down the stretch, similarly to last year. Feel and then you just make Mike Sullivan your offensive yeah, right. coordinator again, and you cannot hire from within this time. It has got to be a young up-and-comer. And people say, well, they don't like to spend money on their coaching staff. You don't have to spend money on a young up-and-comer. You're giving him his first mm-hmm. opportunity. You can get him cheap. Yeah, I mean, he a lot of people himself. are saying, give me anyone on Miami staff. Give me anyone on Shanahan. You got to poach those staffs, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, there's a reason those guys have coaching trees. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan looks like a great pick from the Shanahan coaching mm-hmm. tree already. There's a reason Houston. why you know teams like the Texans, like you just pointed up, like the Texans are feeling good because they now have someone who, through Grant, like you know the the family tree came from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. And people will point to uh, Mike Sullivan and say, well, he was an OC in Tampa for a couple years, an OC in New York a couple years. He was Eli Manning's quarterback coach when they won the Super Bowl in 2011. Um, If he was so great working with Eli Manning, what's he doing with Kenny Pickett right now? Because he's the quarterback's coach in Pittsburgh. He's okay. He's allowed to work with Kenny Pickett. I I don't think Mike Sullivan is going to come in and, you know, hit the ground running, and this is – he just needed that third chance to be the OC in the NFL, and, and things will go swimmingly for him. And now I'm going to put on my radio hat and give you a total hypothetical sure. take, but if the Steelers were a little bit more willing to hire names for their coordinator positions, their defensive coordinator right now would be Brian Flores, and their offensive coordinator right now could very well be Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores fell in your lap. And just because you already decided Terrell Austin, since he was here, was next man up from Keith Butler, mm-hmm. you made him a special defensive assistant, a linebacker's coach, and then he takes literally a year later the D.C. job in Minnesota. It fell in your lap. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is a guy that you should make D.C. and keep here. And, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty with that, but that's why I'm on the radio. I get to use hindsight all the time. It's my greatest weapon. I don't even think that's something of a radio personality to say. I don't think there's anyone even at the who time, said, we were like, how well, do you how do you allow how do you get so lucky to get Brian Flores on your coaching staff and lose him the very next year? And then the other lady luck that presented itself was Eric Bieniemy's open for a job, but it's not a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. He's still right. looking for the offensive coordinator job. You don't even sniff him. I mean, you don't even you don't even give him an interview. There's not even there's not even a whiff. You just decide Matt Canada's coming back without even talking to the guy, and now he's in Washington and he's putting up thirty points against the Eagles and mm-hmm. taking the Eagles to overtime with the commies. I mean, Sam Howell. Sam Howell looks already. He was a fifth round pick the same year Kenny Pickett was drafted. Sam Howell looks as NFL ready. I'm using the air quotes here as NFL ready, if not more so than Kenny Pickett, Pickett does right now. I ain't seen Kenny Pickett do what Sam Howe did against the Eagles no. in that game, lead them back. If Ron Rivera was smart, he would have gone for two and maybe Washington right. actually wins that game. But yeah, I mean, and my point, I don't want people out there being like, Oh, what an idiot. Of course. So he wants Flores and be enemy. Like, yeah, because that had just happened. No, my point is there were talented people out there. They were, Big names. There were upper echelon guys, and the Steelers just don't want any part. 
ever since Haley's been gone in 2017, yeah, they right. just don't want any part of that when it comes to their coordinator position. It's been Fickner, it's been Butler, it's been Austin, and it's been Canada. Yep, exactly. I mean, LeBeau leaves. You don't, you don't get bigger as far as the name is no. concerned for coordinator. And you just promote Butler. You just go to Butts, and then from Butts to Austin. Uh, you go from Arians to Haley, two massive names. No, you go from Wizenhunt to Arians to, Arians, to, to Haley. Haley. Three massive names. All three of them head coaches. Wizenhunt and Arians after their stints here in Pittsburgh, and Haley was both a head coach. good enough to take their teams to the Super Bowl. Arians good enough to win the Super Bowl. Right. The only reason Wizenhunt didn't was because of Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Haley was a head coach in Kansas City before coming to Pittsburgh to be the OC. I mean. He wasn't able to cut it as a head coach. But the Steelers from 2011 to 2017 under Haley had some of the better offenses in the league. I mean, they were an offensive juggernaut. Oh, what do you—I think you're being a little modest there. They were one of the best offenses I in the think, league. if not the best. I don't think you'll ever see—especially in Pittsburgh. You remember those graphics we see, like, how many games they put up 30 points and, like, they're averaging 30 points? I don't think you'll like, ever see a better offensive production. Which you had—I think you had the best quarterback in franchise history— Arguably the best receiver, depending on how you feel about him. He is the best receiver, but yes. And then one of the, if not the best, running backs of franchise history. All playing at the exact same time. And it's all playing at their peak at the same time. And it's not a coincidence either that the last time the Steelers were a true contender in the modern era was when they were an offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works in the NFL right. these days. Like Defense is great. But you gotta but you keep gotta up. score. Uh-huh. You gotta score. And the and last you know, time the Steelers legitimately you could sit here and say, yeah, they could get to a Super Bowl was in that stretch with Haley and the Killer Bees where their offense was just unstoppable. That's the way the league is. And it's even more so now than it even was back in that mid twenty ten era. Yeah, and I and and go back a couple of years, right? Kansas City and Philadelphia had what, the second highest scoring uh Super Bowl ever? Right, it was like both teams scoring over thirty. Like we've never seen that before. Matt Stafford the year before leading up against Joe Burrow. That's what that's what the highlight was. That's what the market market was for. Joe Burrow, young kid versus Matt Stafford, the veteran. The Rams before- had the best defensive player in maybe the history of the NFL. Certainly the modern history. They got to a Super Bowl and lost it. They didn't get over the hump until mm-hmm. they got the Matt offense Stafford. with Matt Stafford the year before that. Yeah, it was a, a blowout by Tampa Bay, completely rocking Kansas City. But why? Because Kansas City had no offensive their line to protect, line to protect their quarterback who was making superhuman plays. The year before that, it was Mahomes who was making superhuman plays against San Fran, put up 30 points in the Super Bowl. No, they beat the Buccaneers with just decent line play because Mahomes was just going to go off in that game. He had, no, mm-hmm. he had no chance. He had no chance to do that. So it's all about the offense now. And I, I don't know why... Ever since Haley, and I mean, go back to LeBeau too, but ever since Haley, really offensively, it has been this just higher from within, like you're J.C. Penney's corporate and you're just bump- mm-hmm. bumping people up the ladder. That's not how it has to be. And I get it. Put it this way. You tried it with Randy and it didn't work, but it wasn't as bad as we now know it could get. You tried it with Matt after Randy and it's as bad as we've ever seen it. I mean, now you have to recognize hiring from within has not worked. I have to go outside of the organization. I have to find somebody young. I have to find somebody that's on, you know, one of these teams like the Bills and the Dolphins and the Chiefs that just have 
a great understanding for the modern game and how offense needs to be played today. And if you're Mike Tomlin, I mean, I would imagine you'd want that. You're a defensive guy. Like, I would just, I don't understand why if you're in the head coaching position, you wouldn't want to just be like, yeah, handle the offense. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, you come to me when you need me. But, like, I would prefer you to just do it all on your own. And if, if, if I need to say something, I'll say something. But I trust you. And I'm not saying that Tomlin has trust issues with his staff, but, I mean, bring in a guy with a little bit more pedigree to to run that side of the ball. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Todd Haley had pedigree. Arians had pedigree. Wisenhunt had pedigree. And then the guys after that have just been, you know, duds who Fickner can't find a job right now. Canada probably won't find a job I, once he's I can't he's imagine done. where Canada, Canada will land if, when he leaves. And people will be like, well, Todd Haley's not in the league anymore. Well, he was on the Browns right. after his stint with the, the Steelers as their OC. So, I mean, it, it, it's just some, after Haley, something just switched where it became, we don't need to hire, you know, the big name, the talented guy, the guy who's been around the track a while. We can just bring up the next guy from within because that's how we do things here. You know, we're I mean, can you, I mean... We kind of, did, I mean, take you know, take it on. We did kind of drink the Kool Aid in 2021 in that off season when Feigner was let go and Canada was promoted and saying, "Look at Canada. He comes from colleges. You know, those offenses can score 40 points a game. He can do it." And then it was not hard to recognize that Canada was not the right guy. But if the Steelers do part ways with Matt Canada and promote Mike Sullivan from within... That's going to happen this year. That's what will happen if they move on. I'm, no, I'm not even saying this year. Yeah. I'm saying in the offseason. you got to hold your breath in the offseason. Yeah. I'm saying in the offseason, if that happens, I, I, I don't know what, do what to say? make of What do you do? I mean, you, you, we can't do anything. And at that point, do you look, instead of saying, well, it's the coaching staff or the players, do you then have to say... Do you then point the arrow in the direction of the Roonies and Tomlin? See, I think these past two coordinator hires have been Tomlin and uh, Haley was a Rooney thing. Uh, Haley, was, our quarterback's mm-hmm. getting killed. Bruce Arians is making Ben drop back to pass seven seconds. He's going to die back there. We need to run the football. We need you know, a little more quicker offense. And Rooney was a mandate for Haley. I think these past two hires have been Tomlin. You know, Rooney kind of given him carte blanche, as you will, with a coach as established as, as Tomlin is. But I, I have a feeling that this might be the offseason where Mr. Rooney steps in behind closed doors, of course, and very classily done like he always does. Mike, it's time to hire somebody with a little bit more talent. It's time to hire somebody with a little bit more pedigree. It's time to hire a, a, a young up-and-comer, a Bill O'Brien type guy. You know, either one of the ends of the spectrum. Someone established, someone mm-hmm. young. But it's got to be someone with a more modern flair for the offense. I, I, I actually believe that that will happen this offseason. Final question of this show, though. Do you think we get to that point? Do you think they fire Canada? It, and, well, mid-season. Mid-season, I just— Because it won't be a firing at the end of the year. The contract's up. Yeah, right. Do I think Matt Canada will get fired? I don't—I've never seen it. So I can't imagine it does happen. And if it happens— you know, a lot of people were saying you should have done it this week so that you have Baltimore to kind of just say, take it as an L, whatever. And you have two weeks to reset with the coach, but you can't fire Canada now on the Tuesday, right? Mike Tomlin's not going to step up to the podium in an hour from now 
as we tape this at 11 a.m. when he steps up to the podium at noon and say, yep, we are letting go of Matt Cannon. He's not going to say that. Nope, their game plan's already in works for Right, exactly. Right it started mm-hmm. that, that that plan started game Monday. Game starting yesterday mm-hmm. for coaching. Players start practice Wednesday that you can't. So you can't do it this week. And, again, if you if you beat Baltimore, I don't see a way you can fire a coach after winning a game. And if you lose, I mean, wh- what are you left with? Then you said, well, you lost this game anyways. Why didn't you do it a week ago so you could have had two weeks to prepare? Two, sorry, two weeks to prepare with the new guy, whoever that new guy is, whether it's Mike Sullivan or if you found yep. a guy off the street. Yeah, I don't think they're going to fire him. I don't think they I think will that either. he's going to finish the season off as the offensive coordinator. And whether that's the right move or the wrong move, I don't really care as long as they make the right hire in this upcoming offseason. It's, it's incredibly crucial for your quarterback's development and for the future of the team. All right, let's turn the page on the Steelers. I mean, I'm just going to get another ulcer. I'm going to have a, a blood vessel burst through my forehead again if we keep talking about them. They stunk against Houston. There's a ton of turmoil right now. Turn the page, try to beat the Ravens, and hopefully you can stabilize things a little bit more. Let's talk about the league when we come back. We'll look league-wide. We'll talk about no the money action maker. from week four. Oh, I guess we do have to give them a crowd. We don't have to. We do. Let's both just give it to Boz. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Pay that man his money. That's it? Okay. He's, he's, the, only the, next episode. he's the only guy that scored. Next episode. He's the only guy that scored. Next episode. And by the way, on that fourth and one, I'm sorry to keep going. To, they yeah. should have kicked it with him, right? Yeah. That 50 right. yarder. Then you make it a one score game. He's like your MVP of the team right now. He's 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 not missed I all mean, year. He kicked that 57 yard field goal last week. Last week, right? He's not missed all year, and you're kicking in a dome. Eh, yeah, okay, we're done. We're done. We're no, I said on. next episode. Next episode, we're Tag talking it. week four in the NFL. We're talking, you know, big results for teams. Um, maybe some. Truths being told for some other teams as well. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, it's not just the Steelers who are in dire straits right now around the league. There's some other offenses, too, that are, are pretty, pretty tough to watch. So we'll get into all that next on the Steelers Standard. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 